does this sometimes, yeah, when I've been on live for too long. It's probably telling me I've been on live for too long that it won't connect. <laughs> like, sometimes it does that, but it's, it, it, we're, at least we're here now. We're here, man. Exactly, exactly. I, I, been, right? Yeah, no, hmm? man. I've been, I've been all right, man. Like, Good. just been doing these interviews, bro. Yeah, I've been watching them all. I've been watching them all, <laughs> <to be> fair. <laughs> Thank getting, you, bro. Getting me through my working days, to be honest. <laughs> How you been, though? How you been keeping busy? Working, mate. Just working. Um, become a dad a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the main challenge at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I've been actually doing my mixes, doing live streams, yeah, um, and organising my Serato, man. That's it needs taking, what? It needs organising. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm doing it properly, though. So I've done it... Um, I've got... I've got about seven or eight smart crates in that BPM yeah. range. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going through each track, colour coding them and putting them in specific folders. I'm like, I'm not even halfway through it yet. It's taking Okay, now you're now so you're long, okay, now you're properly going in there. So I'm doing Once it, it's done though. <laughs> once it's done, it's done. Yeah, once it's, it's done, it will look good though. Mm. Like I'm I'm how I'm doing it, I'm just doing it for like the years. So I'm just doing like 2020, 2019, 2018. I'm gonna go to twenty ten and I'm yep. gonna do it in like 10 years chunks things so like 2010 to 2000 or 2005 and then 2005 to 2000 or something like that yeah i mean i'd love to it do out. it i'd love to do it but i've got to go through and just find out what i've got to go and google what year it was done because it might not have it next to it yeah so, yeah yeah some of the tracks don't even have it next to it so i have to google it it's so long and that's like, that's what i do want to do so i'm going to do it in um genre so i've yeah. got like house and i've got sub crates for house like classic deep tech and um, i've done the same for r&b hip-hop and obviously french spanish and all that too yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, t- it's taking a while, but it's worth it. It's keeping my toes. Definitely. So, how how's how's it been for you? Like, how did you start DJing? How did everything happen? <laughs> so it was by accident, really. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I always grew up wanting to play football. Yeah. Um, that's like my first love is football. Um, always always downloading music though, LimeWire, IMWire Music, um, all those mm-hmm. illegal streaming things. And then one day I was working in a bar, and the DJ at the time, Paddy, one of my good friends. Yeah. Um, I always used to request songs. And he was like, bro, you know, like in your head, you're mixing. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, right, next week, come to my mum's on Saturday at three o'clock and I'll teach you how to DJ. I was like, all right, yeah. cool, give it a go. Three months later, I learned how to mix A to B. And then from then, it's just snowballed on. And that's it, really. So what was your first gig? My first gig was at a place called Silk Road in Colchester. Okay. Um, and I played for an event called IOE, which we did. And um, it was like our set. And then yeah. from then, I just got the bug. To be honest, from the first DJ lesson, I got the bug. Just learning how to mix um, two songs together mm. and find that different ways you can do it. Learn how to beat match and all that. So, yeah, from that moment, we just got the bug. Man. So since then, you kind of knew you were going to get into this profession. To be honest, I didn't think it would be a profession. Um, I was doing it to begin with, literally just to mix music that I liked. Yeah. Um, and then I managed to get a gig and then... Like I said, one thing led to another, and then I realised myself in two thousand, towards the beginning of sorry, beginning of two thousand twelve, end of two thousand eleven, that I wanted to maybe try it properly, yeah. um, and that's when I done my first season in two thousand twelve. I went to Ayanapa, yeah, um, and then from there, did you mate, go over there for like a one way trip kind of thing, or yeah, you so so the plan was really to go there and be a promoter, yeah, like literally just get pissed every day and have a good time. Yeah. Um, and when I got there, it was, it was relatively early. It was like end of May, beginning of June. Is that the and, best time um, to get there? No, the best time to get there is April. I was quite late because I had an exam at uni. Okay. 
Um, so I was, what, 19 at the time, 19, 20. Um, and I got there and I realised that there wasn't many DJs in the bars. So when I was looking for a job to be like a promoter or like a street rep, um, I met a guy called Taz, who used to run a place called Monkey Business, along with a, a couple other bars. And um, he was like, I'll give you a one night trial. And I was like, listen, I haven't got my stuff. But I didn't have my laptop or nothing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. luckily a friend of mine was flying out like that week. Yeah. So I said to him, if you can wait, my friend's bringing my stuff over and I can get it going. And in the end, I got a set there. There's a place called Monkey Business, like a small bar. It mm. opened at like 10 o'clock through to like two before the main clubs opened. Okay. And I DJed every night there, seven nights a week for two, three months. And that's that's really when I learned how to DJ because did that help you a lot to come back to the UK with that under your belt as well? Yeah, it was that's that's the best thing I've ever not not the best thing I've done, but probably one of the most important things I've ever done because yeah. I learned how to play really. Like whereas before I'd done like, the odd set here and there, I didn't really have a residency. And then when I was out there, I was out there every, every single day, ten o'clock through to two, sometimes three, just mm. playing music, having to read different types of crowds, um, like all the booze cruises that come on and stuff. I done one little like warm up set in Castle there too, like towards the end, yeah. um, and in, from literally that that moment, I was like, right, that's it, I'm gonna I'm gonna DJ, whoever so, thought for as much who, as possible. Who in the who in the DJ scene do you look up to? Look up to I look up to I look up to many people to be honest. There's not just one specific person. Um, so if we said like the olders, like the the best DJs, yeah. um, the goat is craze. DJ Craze, he's he's the mm. best DJ on the planet, in my opinion. Um, obviously, EZ, um, yeah. EZ is the king of the CDJs. Craze is the king of the turntables, in my opinion. Um, but then, if we talk like just on our level, I would say all my friends, so like G Star, Sai, Shawnee, Sid, like everyone in in my not crew but in my friendship group. Yeah, yeah. And then there's people like Nana, Nana's doing bits in Dubai, um, Cubal in Newcastle mm. as well. I've only met him a few times, but he's he's a serious DJ, mate. He's a serious, serious DJ. So um, I think he's locked in, actually. Shout out Q-Ball. Yeah, I think he but is. But yeah, man, there's, pl there's plenty of people I look up to. Like, even in, in genres that I don't necessarily specialise in, like Sammy Porter, sick yeah. DJ. CG. I, I had this conversation the other day. Um, but I had to pick a five-a-side, like, all-star DJ team oh, okay. like, locally <laughs> without being celebrities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went for, I went for Cable, um, my boy Sean, my boy Sid, who's like mm -hmm. my favourite garage DJ, bar EZ. Um, yeah. Then I went for Sammy and I went for Sai. That was my top, that's my five. The top five. Five aside. But then you've got to think about, like I was just mentioning Q-Ball, like technically unbelievable and obviously sick DJ anyway. Yeah. But technique-wise, he's probably better than all of them. So, yeah, man. I, I look up to everyone, anyone that inspires me, to be honest. So, How do you find it in the scene at the moment? Like, obviously it's very... No scene at the moment, mate. Well, I mean... <laughs> no scene, <laughs> No, I mean, no, I mean, bro. <laughs> like, at, like at this, well, not at this moment in time, but like in this year and like these coming like last couple of years as um, well. Like it's quite oversaturated. Yeah, so that's you... only because of accessibility, though. So when yeah. I started, I started in two thousand eleven. So what's nine years ago? Yeah, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I remember when I went to my friend Paddy's house. I got there and he was teaching me on CDJs and stuff. Yeah. Um, but what my first bit of equipment was a controller. Um, M Audio Bob Basic controller. I paid 150 pounds for it, and I learned how to mix on that. Then I progressively upgraded, got myself a better controller. Mm -hmm. CDJs were always a bit. I never really found the value in them to have at home, so I bought myself some turntables. Um, 
and then yeah, it went from there. But it's it's accessibility, so everyone can everyone can get a laptop, everyone can yeah. download the top forty, but not everyone can play. There's that's the difference. Not everyone puts the hours into mixing. Like you hear some, you go out and hear some DJs mixing, man. You think it's robot wars. It's mad. <laughs> Clanging everywhere. But do you think that's because of who you know and instead of what you know? That's life though, man. That's life. It's a who you know game. That's the most yeah. important. That's apart from learning how to mix and having a, a vast majority of music, the who you know is the is the key thing, man. You can be as good as you want, but if no one knows you know you're not playing anywhere, it doesn't matter. Mm. It's irrelevant. But you say this as well, but like it, it gets to a point where you like I had this um so I was speaking to my mate Benji about this and he booked a DJ who's an events he's an events planner and everything. Uh and he booked a DJ uh who didn't even know how to set up the equipment so like when you get to that you can't how can you i don't understand how you can say you're a dj but you don't know how to set up an equipment Do obviously you... i know i know to an extent that if you're going from a controller to a cdj or vinyl or mm. whatever you, it's quite hard to get used to but go practice in pirate studios or go do this beforehand so you know the way around the equipment because i know I, I know yeah. i know but i know straight up that i i wasn't um I know straight up that I I couldn't work a CDJ when I started. Like, there's no way I could have done that. But like through help with other DJs telling me what to do or whatever and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's all about being. For me, it's all about being self-aware. Like mm. I knew when I started that I was shit. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to get a book in. I was literally just learning how to mix because I knew that it wasn't good enough what I was doing. Yeah. Then when I learned how to mix, that's when I then inquired and asked someone like, "How do I do this with CDJs? How do I set up? How do I set up a writer box?" Because Bro, there's people that don't know how to set up a Sorata box. Mm. Like, true. They don't have to do it. I've seen it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> then you learn that, and then you can maybe say, right, okay, I'm ready to take this into, like, a warm-up set or such. Yeah. Maybe, like, get a club. Like, my first set, my first sets were warm-up sets. Playing to, like, pff, hardly anyone. Yeah. Hardly anyone. In Silk Road and Colchester, and I'm playing in a couple of bars locally. But you need to be self-aware and know what level you're at, and don't mm. get too gassed, because you will get shown up. Like yeah, definitely. Come unstuck. But again, that's a learning curve for people, you know. So some people take it on board. Some people get shit skin and then bounce from there. How do you kind? Do you do you think there's like DJ rivalry, or do you think that don't exist, or do you get kind of scared about other DJs or something like that? It I don't depends. Know. It depends. It depends on the person. That like, there's obviously there's a lot of bitches, mate. We're all male. Mm. Like a lot of us are males, but a lot of people yeah. are bitchy. Um, I'm quite lucky and fortunate. I haven't come across it personally, but obviously I know it does happen. Mm -hmm. um, like all the people I hang around with, they're super helpful. Like if you haven't got a track and they've got it, they'll send it to you. Or if you've got, yeah. you want some advice on how to do something. Like I'll give you a prime example. I'm still in the process of learning how to scratch. I can scratch, yeah. but I'm not good at it. I'd say I'm a four out of ten. Yeah, but I can do it to a level where. So if you're a four out of ten, I must be like a one out of ten, man. I thought your scratch is good. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I probably, I probably am a, my like worst critic. Like so, ten for me is crazy. Yeah. So if I say, am I close to crazy? I would say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if I was to compare myself to other people in the scene, I think I'm, I'm good, do you know what I mean? But I'm not, I'm not that level, and that's where I want to be. Um, but yeah, I was, I was saying that I, I don't know how to crab scratch. I can't do it. My fingers can't work fast enough. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, messaged, um, I messaged Cube the other day, and I was like, bro, how the fuck do I do it? And he was just like, it's just <laughs> practice, bro. It was just practice. There's no real science to it. It's just practice and timing. Do you think so, it's helped you having vinyls instead of CDJs or controller? I've had vinyls for a few years now. Um, to be honest, I don't think there's much difference, um, especially with technology now as well. Um, there's not much difference unless you're playing on actual vinyls. I've got control vinyls here. Yeah. Um, but if you're using actual vinyls, it's the same as mixing on the USB and usually is. 
Yeah. Simple as really. Like, it is, yeah. Close your eyes and do it that way. You know, I don't know how you want to do it, just but keep keep the screen away. That's the best way to learn to mix. Mm. Like, I learned on CDJs, on um CDs. Yeah. Um, so I was able to learn how to mix and then obviously I took my controller away to practice like other elements of mixing, like loops and basic scratching on the controller I had at the time as well. But yeah, man, it's yeah, like I said, everyone everyone's cool that I hang around with. There's no real bitchiness, no real yep. like silliness within the scene. No, so there's, a lot, you, there's a lot of work for everyone. So looking back at your career, like you've done a lot. So what's been a highlight for you? The highlight for me, um, what, just individual set or? Like a high, like anything that's stood out to you in your DJ career. Like okay, is, is so, it a set or is it like DJing for this or what have yeah, like, so it been? I've got, I've got a couple of, say, highlights. Okay, I'll give you uh, two. I'll give you two. Don't make your rules. Yeah. <laughs> so the, night I, the night I DJed for Chris Brown, that's probably my biggest highlight. Yeah. Um that was that was mad like he was late as well <laughs> so you can imagine the club the club had like 2,000 people in Cavalli in Marbella uh -huh. and um I was nervous the night before and it was like my it was my first proper big set but it was like the biggest I'd done um and there was 2,000 people in there people at the front like from 10 o'clock like no drinks like where's Chris Brown where's Chris Brown and the club was going off. It was sick. I've got yeah. a few videos. I send them to you. Okay. But then when he come out, it, it was it was madness. And I done like a little after party at CC as well. Yeah, yeah. And then, funny enough, that night I was flying home to surprise my mum just yeah. for a couple of days before I flew back. And yeah, it, that was just a surreal moment. Um, but probably my biggest highlight was that season in my bar. Like, did that was that lot. through network or did you just go there for to look for gigs and then so, it just happened or? So what I'd done was I. I saw a Facebook thing come up. So I went, I went on holiday there the year before, so 2014. Yeah. And I loved it. Um, my boy, Sai, was working there. He's been out there for like over 10 years now. He's been so there for time, yeah, yeah. He's well connected. So I met him for the first time in 2014 on holiday. Yeah. And I'd done, I'd done like an hour set in Aquamist while I was there. Mm. And then um, when I got back, I was like, right, I have to do a season there. I have to do it. And then a few weeks later, Facebook... Um, C2 Parks and looking for DJs for next summer. So I literally sent a message. I was like, listen, I'm thinking about coming out next year. Didn't hear back at all, nothing. Got to April of 2015 and I booked a one way flight on the 17th of April. Mm -hmm. Flew out there, didn't have a hotel, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so I, I stayed, I stayed the first night, I stayed with my friend in a hotel yeah. and then she was leaving the next day. So I then booked a hostel. For two weeks well and then si was like right i'll be out in two weeks we'll get a place together yeah luckily luckily enough i was, went around a few bars in the evenings went around some places during the day met my, one of my good mates dino who um, used to work at CSU, and he got me a yeah. job there um him and tommy um and then it just snowballed on from there really and i was there for five months best so literally the best summer ever what is it about the marbella scene that because like, a lot of djs enjoy the marbella scene compared to other scenes so like what is it about marbella that makes marbella it's just fun, mate. It's fun. Like a lot of people have got a um, misconceived idea about it. They think it's a bit like bougie and that. But if you go to the right place, you know the right people. There's a back line, don't forget. So yeah. the back line is like Zanti. And then the front line is where obviously all the yachts and all the nice clubs and news cafe, etc. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what you go there for and who you go with and what you're looking for, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, I think definitely. it's a good blend. Um, I just always have a good time there, mate. It's just always a good time. Never, ever a dull moment. Um, all the people you meet as well, if you're DJing, like the club owners, promoters and that. Yeah. It's just all love every single time. And plus, I like the element where you can go and live the Spanish life. <laughs> that, is by, 
That is why. Sleep all day, sleep all day. (laughs) Listen, if you go if you go to the Spanish clubs and the Spanish day parties, they they eclipse everything. Absolutely eclipse everything. Unless that you go on a bank holiday. They're they're the best. They're They're the best. You know what? I I like I like the Spanish kind of culture because everything don't open till like twelve, one o'clock. Everything's mañana. Yeah, and that's why that's why I like, but that's what I like about it. Everything's laid back. Everything's yeah. laid back as well, um, and everything's like I wish the UK was like that, where clubs we didn't have to rush between ten to three. You get me, like exactly. And then entry done at twelve, like um, ten to six, perfect. <laughs> yeah, or not even perfect. just like twelve or like eleven to six. Like that would be calm. Mm. Like eleven to six would be good. Yeah, man, it's wicked. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we do tomorrow. We do tomorrow. So <laughs> and listen, the banks are not open either. I don't see yeah. how they make money in that country. The banks are never open. Like, one hour a day. It's <laughs> a one hour a day. Mad. <laughs> what, other, what other artists have you kind of DJed with or for? Um, so, I warmed up for EZ. That was sick. Yeah. Um, French Montana, Snoop Dogg, Tiger. Is this um, all in Marbella or is this in... Other, that was, that was in, in Marbella. Um, and in the UK, I've done things for... Um, Tell you who was sick. That you wouldn't probably think of is um B Young. Mm-hmm. B Young was sick. He was very good live. I was I was well impressed. Um, just like a few UK artists here and there. I've done Young Bang as well. Um, I actually done it in my bed to be fair. Young Bang. Um, did I DJ for anyone in Prague? No, I haven't done anyone in Prague. But I've okay, so what, going with that as well. What other countries you DJ in? Um, so I've done Prague. Um, done Marbella. Yeah. I've done. I DJ in Seville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seville is mad. It's What's the scene absolutely. like there? Um, so I went for one night, yeah. one night only. Um, I played at a place called Rosso, so it's like an open club, Rosso okay. Antique. Yeah. And f- funny enough, it was on the same day as the Miss Spain um, after party. So yeah. it, was, it was packed, it was insane. Um, I learned a lot that day as well. I learned that I didn't have as much Spanish music as I needed. Um, <laughs> I had a bit, I had enough to get me through it, but I got to a point where I was like, right, okay, I need to, I need to re-up my yeah, Spanish yeah, yeah. music. Has that helped you a lot? With your music, like DJ and I, my bear, like a lot. Of, massively, massively. a lot of international music. Massively. Also, listen to Kieran yesterday. He's 100% yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, The stuff you learn. Um, a big help with that would be Sai. Yeah. Massive help. He, like, in terms of multi-genre, you don't get more multi-genre than Sai. Like, people will say the multi-genre, and then you see Sai's catalogue, and you're like, right, okay. Fuck <laughs> I needed a Zula. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Azula probably wouldn't pop in back then either, you know. He, he's, he only he's popped recent. up in the last couple. Yeah, he's only yeah, Azula's sick. I love Azula. From what, 2017 um, onwards, he's proper come into the scene. Yeah, but like, obviously I had like loads of house, loads of garage, R&B, hip-hop, funky, yeah. all of that. But I didn't have enough Spanish. Um, obviously, French seemed popping as well. French um, is popping now though, like before it yeah. was ish, but now in the last couple of years, it's, it's probably taken off. Yeah, like another person that's helped with that as well is Alec Jackson as well. Um, yeah. he's, Marbella. he's obviously he's, he's, he's from a French DJ. So, yeah, he's a French DJ. Yeah, yeah, I guess he connects with like Sai and stuff and would link up and swap music and whatnot. Do you prefer yeah. the Marbella scene over any other scene, or it's is different? It kind of fake to you? Different. If I, I don't think it's fake. I, I, I know a lot of people will say that, but I don't think it is. Like I said, mm-hmm. it depends on who you interact with. Yeah. Obviously, you get you get everywhere. You get fake people in England. Yeah, yeah, know? definitely. Um, like. So, yeah, I, I just like it. Um, my favourite scene, though, really, bro, I love playing at universities. Yeah, university scene. Because like, I, I like the fact that there's no tables. Yeah. There's no guest list. There's no stupidity. They literally go there, dance for three, four, five, six hours, however long the club's open for, and they leave. Or I mean? even the it's unis like, where they've got the facilities to do the rave in the uni. 
Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I play at Essex Uni a lot, and yeah. it's mad. Honestly, I've had some of my best nights in there. It's absolutely insane. And the club really busy for, like, three hours. Mm. Like, it opens at 11. You don't get a dance floor till 12, and then three o'clock it shuts. It's crazy there. I love playing there. I play, and it's on a do you, night do you well. agree with these timings, though? Like, or are you kind of... Like, as we were saying, you know, the club's open till six in Spain or wherever and other Just countries. Just licensing. There's nothing you can do about it here, to be honest. And there's yeah. obviously some clubs that do get away with it. Um, but majority, it's just licensing, especially being at an education premises. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> got, they've got less 6 than 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, but some, some, clubs, some clubs, obviously, some of them are open till two, some three, some four. It just depends. But I don't, yeah. I don't care how long I play for, to be honest. It's, whether it's an hour or five, six hours, I'm not bothered. Mm. Not bothered. Just killed my back a bit, that's all. I'm well tall. <laughs> I'm too tall for DJing, really. <laughs> Far too tall, like Cosimodo. <laughs> what's, what's your height? What's your height? Six four, mate. Six mm. four. Bro, so, like, I'm, I think I'm, see my I'm five five, me. man. I'm five five. <laughs> like, my deck's behind me. Like a a my deck's a proper height behind me, mate. Let's see, like, let's see, let's see. What, what's, how high is it? I'll show you one set. We'll take it out of this. So, look, I've got it all plugged in like that. Yeah, but it's yeah. well high, look. Think about that. That's a tall lamp, yeah? Yeah. Hold on, can you see that? Yeah. Look how high the decks are compared to it. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that, yeah. that would be perfect for me. My arms would just be like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy setup. <laughs> Did I pause you? Yeah, yeah, here we go. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he cusses up my yeah. height. Jordan cusses up my height, man. Like, allow my height. <laughs> Don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry about it. Just firm it. Block it. 6'4", bro. 6'4". Mm. So why, why never basketball? <laughs> um, shit. <laughs> I just like the jerseys. I like the jerseys. Over shit. Just like the jerseys, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so with other countries, after after quarantine, where do you want to tour? What's, um, what countries are you looking at? I want to play in Dubai. Um, that'd be cool. Um, I've had a couple yeah. of opportunities possibly to do it, but it's never really materialised. Because um, mm -hmm. I know sometimes you've got to get like licenses and visas yeah, and yeah. all sorts. Um, but yeah, I had a couple of opportunities to do that, but didn't actually go through. But the the mechanism. Someone called me. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone called <laughs> me. Sorry. Yeah, no, Vegas is the one that I want to play. Yeah, I want to yeah. play in America. Just period, I want to play in America. Um, I went to Vegas last year for a stag do, and if if you DJ in Vegas, that's when you know you've. You've made it. When you made it to West Coast or yeah. Miami, then you know you've made it. You, yeah. You're making Be big Vegas money. Vegas be the one. Vegas be the one. Um, obviously, Miami, New York, um, yeah. LA, and that would be amazing too. But I just think Vegas is known to be the party capital of the world. So that would be, be the big goal. You know what? Vegas, to do that, that's, yeah, that's different levels. That's different mad, levels, though. man. Just mad. Like, DJ scene in Vegas, the clubs that I went to, I went to quite a few. Um, yeah. and obviously the pool parties and stuff. You got Dre's. I went to Dre's. Um, my favorite, my favorite night though was at a place called um, Jewel. Yeah. yeah. Tory Lanes, and um, that was that was insane. Dre's, Dre's is a spectacle. Is can't beat it. But my, the actual. But that's like the same in Dubai. There. Like Dre's and Dubai is both the same. Yeah. Like, I think Incredible. Vegas is obviously probably better. But yeah. I don't know. I I've been to Dubai, so I can't even compare it. Um, Obviously, Vegas being Vegas, you'd assume it'll be big. big mm. I haven't been to Dre's at all. I want to go to Dre's. Like, I yeah. want to go. It's, trust me, it's the best place. It's the best place. I, I would, I'll choose Vegas over any holiday destination. Easy. <laughs> Is it? Easy. Yeah, you know what? Okay, fine. 
You should go to Mexico then. If you like, if you like my bear, go to Mexico. I'll be in Mexico. I went to Cancun. Okay, have you did it there? No, 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 no. Only on holiday. Only on holiday. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I haven't got See, the like, I haven't got the connects with Mexico yet. <laughs> okay, I've got it. I've got the connects. <laughs> I, might, I, might shave, I might shave the beard and keep the moustache. They'll like roll. <laughs> they'll love the it. They'll love it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was saying. But like Cancun you... is, yeah. I mean, it's it, it reminds me of like a Zanti kind of thing, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, but it's much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? What's that big? Is it Coco Bongo? It's the big club. It's like yeah, a, yeah, um, the, the, the two thousand people. Yeah, insane yeah, club. Yeah. I went there. That was good. Um, and I went to a, a random place. I think it was called like Triple X. Mm -hmm. It's like a little bar on the side. Yeah. And that was, that was sick. The DJ and there was it was real decent. He was playing just like R and B cuts and stuff. So that was sick. But um, I was saying like the level. I don't know what it is. The level of DJ in Vegas. Like every DJ is sick. Everyone knows Maybe how to scratch like that. Everyone knows how to do something. Not even, not even just scratching, but like whether it's hosting as well as DJing. Oh, yeah, they, they know how to host out there. Yeah, like, and like technical and ability, they'll fire. Yeah. Like whereas you get a lot of DJs around here or wherever, and you you hear them playing, you're like, how? You know what? How? It's it's culture because in America, so I'll speak because I've done now. I've done a I've done an interview with an American DJ. I've got another one tomorrow, um, mm. and they were saying that when you grow up and you grow into like the music scene. You have to use the mic. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no enough. Like, you can't shy away from it. Like, everyone used it. You had to. So, like, over there, it's just like a norm. Like, yeah, but with us, like, not. people are just for a host. Like, I don't think there's many hosts in America. I don't think there's many. You know, like, I yeah. think there are some, but I don't think hosts make it. I think it's just a DJ. Yeah, there's an art to it, definitely. Um, don't yeah. worry, I'm not, I'm not shy of using the microphone now. Um, I never really used to use Do you it. You think it's but... helped you? Um, it helps your sets definitely, hundred percent. Like crowd interaction and stuff, keeping people yeah. on their toes definitely helps. But I wouldn't say I was a host. I would say I talk on the mic, mm. um, chat shit sometimes. Quite funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't say. Do I'm you a need host. the alcohol down you, or are you cool without it? Bro, listen, I, I, my head, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have, I haven't drunk while DJing in, in ages. I usually drive nine times out of ten. Yeah. I drive. Okay. Um, but if I don't drive, I drink. But if I'm driving, it's water only. Like Friday and Saturday water, nights, it's water only. I just drink water. Yeah. The music, the music gets me through it, man. I don't get yeah, tired yeah. of nothing, so I'm alright. I'm alright. Don't need to drink. Okay, so. But when, I, but when I do, they're the best sets when you're drunk. Hundred <laughs> percent. I vouch for that. <laughs> so you DJ for a lot of artists, but would you want to be an artist DJ or a resident? And the artist comes down yeah. and you DJ for them. I'll do it. It's another string to your bow, isn't it? I'll definitely do it. I'll, I'd like to do it anyway. I don't think I could because obviously I've got a kid. Yeah. Um, and I'm touring and stuff. If you were the DJ, the artist was to go on tour, it wouldn't be feasible for us to do it. Mm. Um, but I would definitely do it, like, I don't know, locally or like the UK or whatever. 100%. Do you not think that you have to kind of build your brand up for, before you get into that or do you, does it not matter? Again, it's a who you know game, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you can have all the fanciest artworks in the world if the person doesn't see it or doesn't know you or doesn't recommend you, you're not not really anyone to be honest so mm. yeah it's a who you know game it's a who you know game definitely what's your take on reality tv stars getting into djing are you against that or are you like i, I don't I really prefer care. not to speak i prefer not to speak <laughs> um <laughs> nine nine times out of ten it's tragic bro nine times out of ten it's tragic I, um, okay, they, so I ain't the experiences gonna, I'm I'm gonna... the experiences I've had anyway. The experiences I've had anyway. Nine times out of ten, it was okay. Tragic. So I'm not gonna bait out what I got, but I've got a real reality TV star this week that I'm interviewing. But I'm not gonna okay. bait anything else. But like, join it. I want to see what everyone says. Yeah. 
there's, but the thing is though, honesty is the best policy, mate. Like, if you don't mm. think something's good, just say it's not good, because either that will inspire them to prove wrong, or they'll quit and they went in it really yeah. for, for the right reasons. Um, but do you think it's your? Do you think like you've got to the level where they won't take your sets, or do you think that they will just take your sets even if you're at that level where you think they couldn't touch you? Well, to be fair, like I, I don't, I've come away from doing like not guest lots, but like being a freelance DJ where I go here, there and everywhere. Mm. And I'm doing just do two residencies at the moment. Okay, where's your uh, residencies? So I play Ipswich, um, yeah. Unit 17 and Attic in Rockford at the moment. Okay. And then then if I want to do my odd bookings here and there, and then I can go do I can go do my band, Prague, London, whatever. In um, Attic, you're in like the, you in the R&B room? In the main room, in the, in the main room. Okay. Yeah, because Double's in the R&B room. Yeah, yeah. Double's, in, Double's a sick DJ, he's in the R&B room. So in, on a Saturday, I'm playing mainly house, to be honest. And that's, that's not even my, I would say my forte, but obviously... Yeah. I can do it enough from 10 to half three, four o'clock. You know, I, so I you, like, you know, with your residencies, is it just kind of based on a contract or is it like that you could bring down other DJs on your set as well for like a warm up or do you uh, not want that as well? Or are you like... I've done it. I've done it before. hundred percent. I've done it before. So um, in Ipswich, um, yeah. I'm more so do it on a Friday. Um, but on Saturday, there's a guy that does the lights there. His name's Reese, Cool guy. Um, he warms up for me sometimes. Um, mm. But I suppose if I said to the manager, like, got someone to come down split in the first hour, they'll be fine with it. It's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got quite a good relationship with, my, with the managers I work with and a lot of the promoters that I work with as well and keep in contact with too. So that's another key thing, man. You've got to be, you've got to be a nice person. Like, you've got to be with that as well. But, like, how do you take friendships and business? Like, because obviously you can have been friends with someone, but there's, like, yeah. an extent... Yeah, there's a there's a there's a level. I'm quite lucky though. Like the people yeah. that I, I consider friends, I've like the person who booked me majority for like the Delta venues, my friend Dave, mm -hmm. and I've known him for fuck nearly ten years now, nearly mm -hmm. ten years. And wherever he goes, like to come play. And if I'm booked, yeah. I won't do it. Or but I've always got a set hooked up with him. But that's because you build relationships over the years, become friends. Like the manager at Rockford now, Gary, he's ledge, he's top player. Like he's a Rangers fan. We talk about football. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's like a best mate, but I get along with him and I've got a really good relationship with him. He trusts me to do my job. So that's the key thing, trust. As long as you know, go there, do a good job. You show respect. You don't take the piss. You're always going to have work. Always going to have work wherever. No matter Definitely. who's DJing. No matter if you've got a guest set or you've got, um, one sec, bro, sorry. Or you've got a celebrity artist coming down or whatever. As long as you do your job, Keep it cool, stay professional. You won't ever have any problems, hundred mm. percent. What scene in the UK do you think is popping at the moment? Well, before quarantine, <clears throat> with DJ Musically? wise clubbing scene, yeah, Musically? music, yeah. Well, like DJ uh, clubbing music, like anything. Um, I wouldn't say one place more than another. Um, a place I've been to to party personally, rather than DJing. Um, yeah, I've been to Newcastle once, and I will never forget. Newcastle was mad. Just so far. That's what all of them are telling me. They were like, "Bro, you want to come up Newcastle?" Yeah. So I went to a place called. It was years and years and years ago. Now it's a place called Tucked Up. Um, it's still yeah. there. Uh, I went there and it was mad. Um, I played in Birmingham a few times. Birmingham sick. Um, I like Birmingham a lot. Um, Kirk brought me to go there to play at Bamboo, and I played that. Um, what's the other place? Stories as well. I played oh, yeah, Continental yeah, and yeah. Kieran the same day. That was cool. Um, I would love to play in Newcastle again, though, man. But, oh, I like to play in Newcastle for the first time. That'd be sick. Yeah. Be mad because they seem to know their music and I got a few friends up there um, from my band and stuff so maybe one day get hooked up do you think do you think Newcastle and Birmingham are kind of repping the UK in terms of the scenes like for abroad 
Or do you think there's, or do you think there's other cities as well? There's plenty, bro. There's like, there's obviously Nottingham with Aces. I yeah, you've got Leeds as well. Yeah, um, I haven't been, I've, never been, I've never been to Leeds. I'm a United fan, so Leeds is my rival. <laughs> I can't be going to Leeds. <laughs> on a friendly one. Um, no, nah, I'd like to go Leeds. Um, but yeah, Manchester, Birmingham, Liverpool. Um, Liverpool's sick as well. Newcastle. Obviously, Essex too. You've got mm. things like Love Juice, um, London, unique parties and that. Yeah. Like they're doing bits everywhere, all over the place. So, yes, like I said, it's a big world. It's a big world. There's a lot of It's a big world, there. but the thing is, it's, it's just hard to get those sets. That's the thing. It's just like a lot of trial and error kind of thing. That's where your network comes into it. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I've been quite fortunate from when I first went to Paddy's house. I had it kind of an in. Like, he got me sets yeah. in Colchester. Then from Colchester, I met people. Then, obviously, we went to my bow, met side. Then I met my boy Kuju, took me to Prague. Mm. Like, there's loads of... It's just the more people you meet. How old are you, 19? Yeah, I'm young, man. I, I, I was 19 when I started. Yeah. And I'm not... I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not a massive DJ or nothing. I, I still... I think I'm, I'm cool. Um, yeah. Got my residencies here and there, play wherever I can. But as long as you're doing that, making money, having a good time, bro, that's the thing. Obviously, if you've got your goals, everyone's got a goal to be the best. But that's when you bro, start like, building it, It's mad because, like... I mean, I'm not boasting about it or anything. It's just like I've done a lot for my age, and it's crazy. Like, cause I'm I'm looking at you guys, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I just see all of you doing the most, and I see like making movements and and stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I only just started, like kind of thing. I only how, started, how long like, have you been DJing for? In the scene, it's like technically DJing like in the clubs and stuff, like two years, uh, two and a bit years. But yeah. like, I started when I was 13, so I've been there, but yeah. in the in the clubbing world, two three years max. Yeah. Think about it. You're legally allowed to go clubbing for one year. You're yeah. one, you're basically one years old. <laughs> <laughs> you're basically one years old. So, you've got to look at it that way. You know, I was 19 yeah. when I started. Um, like, actually started practicing. So you're six years ahead of me, essentially. Yeah. Um, in terms of technical ability, I guess. Um, so be patient, man. Like you're doing these lives with everyone, so you're building connections that way. Um, obviously you don't know who's listening. I, I saw you done. Did you Charles's one? Yeah, I done Charles. Yeah, so I done yeah. Nathan Door. Um, yeah, Martin you done Rusky too, like, which was cool. Rusky, yeah, like a lot of people. It's just yeah, yeah it's been mad. Like if you told me six weeks ago I'd be doing this, no way I would have thought I'd be doing this. Yeah, it's mate, it's sick, and that, that's the thing. That's another thing you can build on, look on, and say definitely. You know what? I spoke to you before. Do you, do you mind if I come do a warm up or whatever? Or do you mind I if I come, come do a warm up yeah. with me? Yeah, or do, come go back to back me. I don't care. Be sick. Yeah. Let's work for me to do. <laughs> Plus, yeah, literally, because you're still, you're still, you're still getting paid anyway. You're still getting paid, and it's yeah. just like easy work. But the way, the way, see, the way I, I always do it is, if someone comes with me, I always pay them out of my pocket. Like, yeah. couldn't do it all the time because obviously you've got family to feed and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, of course. Like, there's a there's a friend of mine, Joe. He's from Norwich. And I used to DJ. Mm-hmm. I used, I've done most of my DJing in Norwich, by the way, like my yeah. career, career. And yeah. um, I played at a place called Mantra, which is like the best place to yeah, go. Yeah, I've heard Norwich. Mantra. Yeah, so we was like residents there for like five years, like shutting down every single Saturday. And this this kid, Joe, you look a bit younger than me. Um, one day, can't see it, was like, I want to learn how to DJ. Can I just watch you guys? Yeah, bro. On my life, I think for about a year, maybe a year and a half, he came and watched us DJ every Saturday. A year for, a for year. about a year, watched us every Saturday, and then for six months, he done the warm up. Yeah, and now he's DJing. Like, got his own yeah. residency, doing bits. So if you don't ask, you don't get. I'm I'm Definitely. I'm the worst for that. I think probably <laughs> ask. I don't ever. I don't really ever ask for gigs. Same. I'm the worst for that as well. Like, 
I mean, yeah. sometimes I have asked, and I'm like, and they're like, okay, maybe it's not the time. But there's sometimes yeah. where I'm like, oh, if I ask you, maybe look like I'm begging it or something like That's that. I, always think... I don't want to seem. I don't want to seem like I'm begging. Don't know. I've done it. Like if I've had yeah, conversations yeah, yeah. with people I know, like and respect. Um, like Sai, for example, I said, oh, Sai, is there anything going? If so, let me know. But I would never just randomly approach someone. But there's nothing wrong with doing that at all. Mm. Like it's probably because the best also thing... you never know if something pops up. Like they could be ill exactly. this week and be like, oh, Friday, can you just do this one quick? Exactly. Like that. That. I would always. Or, I don't really do it. But I, I should do it. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely should do it. I probably will start doing it more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you, what I tend to do is I build a relationship first. That's the key thing because again, it can to some people come across as cheeky. I don't want to come mm. across as cheeky and like trying to nip people's work. So I rather yeah, build a relationship, see what's happening, see if there's it, and if there is, cool. Then I'll ask. If not, then I just won't. In your opinion, what makes a good DJ? First and foremost, you got an item mix, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think that's I think that's just the main thing, right? That's the key because if you're not if you're not mixing, it's noticeable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like my girlfriend, for example, she knows if someone clangs, she'd be like, That wasn't a good mix, was it? Mm. And that's yeah, people good. people stop dancing as well in the club if the mix yeah. is not flowing. People are like, What do we do? <laughs> Where, where exactly, do we go? exactly. So I think that's the key. The fundamentals just learn learn the craft. Um yeah. second of all networking um meet people that's a good key to success as dj Kylie would say and then finally have a music collection because i see a lot of, i see a lot of debates about the um, warm-up dj versus uh yeah so what's, DJs, yeah, what's your take on that as well we'll go into that we'll go into that like a lot if you put it this way yeah a lot of djs will have the top 40 yeah if they i think every dj will anyway right so say say you do an hour set how many songs you playing an hour it depends what it depends on how like how, it depends. I'd say I'd say about thirty. 40. So you play two minutes two minutes a song. It depends, depends on... where it is. It depends because some yeah. some because some cards are like far, you can judge it if they want fast yeah. pace or not. Okay, so say you say between say you say fifty between fifty and hundred, yeah. Yeah. Say you've got hundred bangers like from the yeah. last year. If your warm up DJ plays them, you're not gonna go. You shouldn't go in and play the same songs. You should always have an alternative to switch. But you it. say even even a hundred, yeah. Like some people who aren't DJs may think, "Oh my god, a hundred songs are long. Like that's a lot of songs. A not... hundred songs is nothing. Mm. Like that's nothing." You know, like in a night, in a night, you can run, you can run through like five, six, seven hundred songs, depending on how yeah. you're mixing and stuff. Obviously, it just depends. It's it's weird because like some crowds are like, "I only want to hear one minute," you know, mm. and some crowds are like, "I want to hear like the full three minute of a song." And you know, what? some songs like only worth one minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some songs only like... worth one minute. <laughs> You know what? The funniest one when I, I who was I talking? Oh, selected Jay when I was talking to him about this time ago, and he was yeah. saying that if you play "Stay Scheming," no one will know French Montana's bit at the end. Like, listen, that's I don't even. I thought I didn't even know. I didn't even know he was on the song though. No. That's, <laughs> so that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. He's right. He's right, but it's disrespectful. <laughs> well, too, you play you play Rick Ross and Drake, yeah. and that's and it. Drake, and then yeah. you're cutting. He's right. And obviously, the Drake bit is the is the highest point in the song. It's the high, yeah. Obviously, that quote at the end, um, or like in the middle of his verse, whatever. Yeah. So you kind of got to get out after that because after that it, do it does go down. But French does his thing on that. Like there's, there's it doesn't, yeah. But respectful. I don't think anyone is listening to that song <laughs> nah. straight for five minutes. That song's nah. like four and a half minutes. No, nah, you're right. But some songs don't deserve the full song. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. There's like a lot of songs that I've only played like the, the verse and the chorus. That's it. One. Yeah. Over. And obviously, with things like DJ City and the record pools and stuff, you get. 
you get certain tracks where it's like the Drake bit first or yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendrick Lamar first or Beyonce first. Because, that, because like, that's the hardest bit of the song. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a nice little aid there too. Um, also, you can make your own edits, especially yeah. depending if like using Cubite and stuff. So you can get like the intro, the chorus and then make your own edit live on the spot. Um, so that's one way of going around it too. If you want to oh, what's your what's your take on the the, the Walmart DJ not playing his role? Like, or how? Um, it's, just edu- it's educational, bro. They haven't been guided properly. Um, I was lucky enough to have people that have been DJing. Like my DJ mentors are like forty, yeah. so they're they're ten years older than me. So they was doing yeah. it ten years. So they got ten years more experience. Yeah. So they're like, listen, this is a warm up set. This is not a warm up set. This mm-hmm. is a warm up song. Like for example, I tell you, my, my friend Paddy Thomas DJ. I went and warmed up with him. Yeah. And he was like, make a crate of warm-up tracks. What do you think a warm-up track is? And we'll come around mine before the set, and I'll go through it, and I'll take it to pieces and make a warm-up set. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, he didn't take it to pieces too much. Um, <laughs> kind of, I kind yeah, of I actually it. need that. You know what? That'll be, that'll be useful. It's a good thing. It, 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 yeah, and it's not even a bad thing. Like, if you, it's just, mm. it just shows you've you got to like, know more songs or exactly, know like, different genres or whatever. It's not even a bad thing that you've got. You I mean, the, na- the natural instinct of, of a DJ is to kill their set. Understandable, but there's ways... But you can diff- kill a set with old school, easy. Exactly, there's different ways to kill a set. You haven't got to play every single tune. But you, you see, you've got your attic, Romford, right? And you're in mm. the main room. What's your warm-up set there? Like, so, is it, how, how do you run that? There is more... Ha- the instruction is to play more house there, because obviously you've got the yeah. R&B room upstairs, you don't want to take it away from Yeah, you that. don't want to take away that, yeah. Um, and to be honest, even if I was to play R&B, I wouldn't take too much away from it because the R&B room in Rockford is so notorious. Do you know what I mean? So mm. before I was even started working there, Double was already holding it down in there. So he's got yeah, a bit yeah. of following in there. So if I was to play like half hours of R&B, it wouldn't affect him too much. Um, but everyone has a role in the club, from the doorman yeah. to the managers, to the hostesses, obviously the DJs as well. So so when I go down, play just chilled house, like a bit of vocally stuff, warm up house, and then going to the big party stuff, um, the bait ones, because it's more of a commercial club, so you've got to pay the bait stuff. Mm. And then at the end, from like three to four, that's when I play for myself. Because <laughs> so you know it's done. I, <laughs> it's done. I'm like, listen, you know, get out of here, man. I'm going home. Um, but the last hour is my hour, so I obviously keep it quite up tempo. Um, the last half hour, I play like some R&B and hip-hop and stuff, because Double Room closes at three o'clock, yeah. so I can go How from... How do you find that Like, it must be a mixture of people, right? You got a, you got a whole heap of different people. Every week's different. Every week's yeah. different. Every week's different. It's like Ipswich. They're very similar clubs. They, they obviously have the big Delta clubs. So like two thousand, like one thousand, just under two thousand people. So it's just yeah, it's, it's all right. It's cool. Get all, all sorts of people in there. You get all sorts. <laughs> like there's this one guy in Ipswich. Yeah, I, I, I don't know his name. I don't know why I don't yeah. know his name. But he gets it at ten o'clock every single Friday. That's literally like some of the places in South London that I go to. The same guy you'll see there Friday night at 10 o'clock, he'll be there. By himself, by the way. Yeah, by, by himself. himself. Yeah, by and himself. He'll dance. Yeah. He'll yeah, dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. Please don't tell me this is the same guy. Like, we know. No, I'll, 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 I've got <laughs> a few videos funny. of him. I've got a few videos of him because he's funny, but I'll send him some videos. But um, <laughs> yeah, you get some more people. Obviously, you get cool people in there. Um, they yeah. put some good acts as well, to be fair. Um, they haven't done so recently in, in Rockford. Um, they have booked tags, but they've, they've kept them few and far between. Does it, it does it make it easier to go to the other attics because you're already in one? Nah, it's different. It's because, so I was doing I was doing every other Saturday and every Friday in Ipswich. Yeah. And Saturdays is urban. 
So they've got an R&B room, but it's like no one goes in there because the main room is, is literally, the main room's here. Yeah. You've got a door on the yeah. dance floor and that's the R&B room. So everyone else just naturally just stays in the main room. Just stays in the main room. In there. Yeah, like you could put anyone in there and it wouldn't be busy. Like the main room is the focal point. Um, and it's just urban in there for the whole time. It's a very urban crowd. Whereas if you go to Romford, one day it's housey, one day it's R&B. So yeah. you kind of got to be able to cross over without affecting the other rooms because that's not how the club works. Shout out to Max as well, yeah. Sick DJ. Yeah, Max Denham. Big yeah. DJ. Like, yeah. I'm going to interview him as well, definitely. But yeah. it's, it's, you know Ask what? Me about these... FIFA. Ask me about FIFA. I was asking um, Gavin this before and I was like, with the clubbing scene, like, do you think it's more bottle spends... And all of this now, or do you think that's just only certain types of clubs? Depends. Depends where you go, mate. Depends where you yeah. go. Um, Ipswich and Montford, the clubs that are playing, the, the rooms that are playing, they're not really bodily clubs. They're bodily, yeah. They're big dance floors, big bars, and a few tables. There's not, nothing mm. mad like in terms of tables there. Um, but then you can go places, other places, and it's just tables everywhere. Like when I used to, I used to do district every Wednesday. Yeah. And um, obviously, district is the Dance floor as a table, basically. It's mad. Mm. And I didn't really, I didn't really like it because everyone's like, it's not really, it's not really a party. It's more of a show. Yeah. Like, oh, look at my bottle, or look at this, look at that. Like they will dance for like ten seconds, then it's back to smoking. It's back to yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas I like, I like playing in not raves, but a good balance of like, yeah, mosh pits. Bottles. <laughs> yes, what's happening? You're yeah, right. mosh pits, man. Yeah, mate, mosh pits. Like, when I, when I play at the uni, I, I, my goal is to try and make a mosh pit. Yeah. My goal is... I like, mean, that's I, easy, easy straight away. Just throw on, like, Mo Bambo or something like that. Yeah, you know, obviously those sort of tunes. Yeah, <laughs> Even though I hate like, I, like songs, keep, I like the atmosphere. So, obviously, when I play in the big clubs, like Attic and Watford and, and Ipswich and stuff, like, I look for those pockets and try and work on those and then I come yeah. back to the girls and then the house heads or whatever, so... So, coming, coming out of quarantine, where do you think the scene's going in terms of DJ scene, like... Do you think clubs are going to be more open to getting new DJs on board or do you think they're going to go back to the same and just stick to what they know? Depends, man. They know? I, I really don't know. It's hard to say. Obviously, with me, I've got my residency locked down. Um, some clubs might not make it out of quarantine. Yeah, some yeah, that's the make thing. Make it. Um, I saw, unfortunately, like, a girl that I know in Prague, not in Prague, but her, yeah. one of her residencies have stopped because the club can't afford to stay open. So it all depends There's going to be a that. lot of that. There's going to be... yeah. A heap of clubs that were, and don't forget, loads of clubs were closing before quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so we've got a very barry culture at the moment. Like, a lot of people go to bars and smaller clubs. Most than, people like, go to one. bars, yeah, bar restaurant kind of yeah. things like the beer ones and all of that stuff. Exactly, like pre-drinks. Like I know people, that, yeah. I know people that don't go out to like half twelve one. That's two, three hours of a club's income. Yeah, you know, so that's it literally it's literally true because even in in London as well, you always, I mean. Apart from the main clubs, because obviously you have to be there on time, kind of thing. Yeah. Apart from that, you've got no one in the clubs till twelve o'clock because everyone's exactly. drinking at a bar or having a restaurant or eating in a restaurant. It's cheaper. Yeah. But the thing is, at the moment, obviously we don't know what's going to happen. So distancing, so clubs are going to take a hit. Don't want the great British public will go out and have a beer, <laughs> like one thousand percent. Definitely doing that, but it would be difficult to monitor in the clubs because if there's going to be rules and regulations. Could be a case that the clubs are open until it's actually safe to go out. Well, in it's yeah, in Italy, my friend she said that it's March twenty twenty one, earliest. There like, we go. Earliest, like do you know how long that is? Though, ten, man? Months. Like, ten months. Ten months. 
Yeah, it hurts, man. I, it's long, man. But you know what? If you want to make sure everyone stays safe and it doesn't happen again, then... That's the thing. Unless... But the problem we've run is that we're going to get into the flu season again after September. Yeah. So if it opens up in September, you're just going to re-release everyone right. into the, the thing, flu, basically. They, they need they just need to keep it as locked down as possible because you, you can't trust the British public or anything. Well, everyone's out anyway. Like, I'm going down... I'm walking down to the park and I've seen people sunbathing chill. So, like... Exactly. Man, uh, I go know, out to walk my dog, you. and that's it. I go out to walk my dog, that's it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens with after the lockdown. It'll be interesting. Um, obviously, a lot of people will be affected, whether it's DJs, clubs, promoters, and whatnot. Mm. We'll see. But that's going to be interesting. What about so, you? What have you got planned? Oh, what have I got planned? Yeah. Uh, what after quarantine or during? Quarantine? What are you looking to do after quarantine? Well, I got a lot of things. <laughs> There's a lot of things <laughs> going on, but the main thing is while because I'm doing these now, I'm trying to keep the friendships going mm. with the DJs. I mean, I've done a lot of interviews, so there's a lot of friendships to keep, but it's like, there's certain ones where I'm like, okay, I need to actually work my way into yeah. their kind of circle, because yeah. there's a couple of DJs that are like, you got to show me that you're worth me putting you on the set with me, kind of thing. Which yeah. is what I want to do, and that's why I'm doing these Instagram live sets as well, like you were doing, but like, I'm doing this to show the other DJs that I am actually worth it as well. It's not yeah, even... Like, it's not, you know what, for me, I'm I was always lazy with networking. Yeah, I know mm. I'm young and everything, but I was always lazy even when I was legal to go out. Yeah. I never went out. Like, if I did go out, it was just clubbing. It wasn't going to see a DJ set or it wasn't trying to go pull through to someone's set. Like, I've only done it to two DJs or two or three DJs. Yeah. So now I've got a lot of sets to go through, <laughs> to pull through, pass through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my, my aim next year, it depends. Like, we don't know when clubs are opening, but my aim is to do a season next year. Couldn't like, I want to do... recommend it anymore, mate. That... Like, and I feel like I could do it, and I feel like yeah. I'm ready for it. Like, I feel like I've I've done what I can do. Yeah, DJing every I... single day, five six hours a day. You, there's only one thing that's happening: you're gonna get better. Like, yeah. you won't you won't get worse at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, you get better. I don't think you, you can get people. worse from that. Nah, then obviously you're you're networking, social media, that's, people that's tagging the thing, you, people stuff. Like, I've done the overseas gigs, which is cool, but it's like I want them with regular Saturdays or regular yeah. Fridays because then that's helping me read the crowd and read yeah. whatever and help my, me and a DJ in my DJ style. Anyway. What, in terms of the season? Yeah, where would you want to do it? Marbella. That's the only place. I, I don't want to do Napa. I don't want to do Malia. I want to just do Marbella. I've never looked at doing any other... I, I really like I, I know I look I, I look to a lot of DJs and I know they're doing sick jobs out in Napa and Malia mm. and Zanzi yeah. and like all of my friends are like bro you should go Zanzi or whatever I'm not a fan my, my, I'm like a very central London club DJ kind of thing yeah. like, I like the the posh not the poshness but you get what I mean like, I'll tell you what like the, style, tell you what, the, the style of it when I've done Napa like there's tears so there's like Malia and Zanzi like they're here yeah. Magaluf here and then there's Napa, <laughs> Napa yeah. there, then there's Marbella, then there's Abi for Dubai, America. Like I would, if you couldn't do Marbella, I'd really recommend doing Napa. No, I'd do Napa, but yeah. I wasn't, like, it's not something I was, like, always, you know how some DJs are like, I really want to do Napa, yeah, really, yeah. like, Mali, all of that. For me, it was always Marbella. I've always had my eye on Marbella. Do it. Like, book a flight, go. Yeah. That's... I even I asked Kieran, like, last year, he probably won't even remember this, but I asked him, I was like, bro, can I, I was, I was coming in my bear, I was like, can I join the set? But I don't think I was ready for it, but he didn't even look at it anyway. But... Yeah, but obviously now you've built a connection with him. Yeah, you it's know? weird, you know, uh, you look at it a year ago, and then now I'm doing a, I've done a live with him and everything, so. Yeah. 
It's sick. It's, it's the best way to do it, mate. 100%. Literally. Book a flight, say, listen, fuck, I'm going. And then just yeah. go and do it. If it fails, fly home. So for you in the next couple year, in the next five years, where do you kind of see yourself? What do you want to achieve? Do you want to start producing? Health, what do you healthy, do? healthy daughter, first and foremost. Okay. Healthy daughter. So I need to Family first. make sure like, I need to make sure that like, my nappy game is strong. Um, <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'd like to get to a point where that I I and myself know that I'm sick. Yeah. Like I know that I'm good, and I can yeah. DJ. I can play anywhere and do a good job but technically like scratching routines and stuff I want to get to that level um, producing I've always wanted to do it but I'm not a person to try and do things half-heartedly when it comes to DJing and making music that's a completely se separate art and craft I would like to learn mm. 100% but I know you've got to put hours and dedication into it you can't just spend an hour here hour there it's got to be definitely proper to do it. so first and foremost mate just up the skill set and then just I wanted to have played in America within the next five years. What, any um, any specific, obviously Vegas, but like any other specific one of the, states? One of, the big, like one of the big states or cities, man, like Vegas, New York, Miami, LA. Yeah. Texas, Texas is meant to be sick. Um, I was speaking to G2 the other day when we were playing FIFA and mm. he said that Texas is his favourite place. <laughs> so, yeah, he was telling me that, he was telling me that. Yeah, so that Bro, was Bro, cool. I'm, I'm interviewing um, an American DJ tomorrow, so I'll send you that one if you're free. I don't know if you're oh. at work, but I'll send you I'll anyway. I'll be in lockdown. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. True, true, true. But yeah, that's, but yeah, that's, that was... that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Definitely, man. But like, I really appreciate this talk. It's been good, man. No, nah, thanks for having me, mate. Be sick. Appreciate it. And keep doing it. Appreciate man. everyone locking in, man. Like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll hope to link up soon after quarantine. Anything you need, man, just give me a shout anytime. anytime. Cheers, bro. I might need some scratching lessons. <laughs> mate, if you find someone that can teach me, <laughs> holler at me. <laughs> 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 but uh, bro, take care, yeah? You too, man. Stay safe. Thank Ciao. you. Stay safe. See ya. Bye-bye.